You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Hi, I'm Ida Ray, Certified Divorce Lending Professional, and this interview is part of the Divorce Literacy Series from the Divorce Lending Association, and today I am really pleased to have with me Jamie Blum. Uh, She is a CPA and a CDFA, and she's the Director of Divorce Financial and Litigation Support for Argent Bridge Advisors. Welcome. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you, Ida. Thanks for having me here today. Oh, you're welcome. We're glad to have you. So would you please break down all those credentials I just mentioned for the for our listeners so they know more about what you do in divorce? Sure. Um, so I am a certified public accountant, which, you know, it, it's a pretty well-known uh, kind of licensure, which um, usually people that are CPAs practice tax or audit, that those are the most common disciplines within that. I actually have a concentration in audit. I know taxes, but I am not a tax preparer. And then the CDFA is a certified divorce financial analyst, which is a certification for specific um, financial information related to divorce, because there are very specific tax and financial implications of divorce. So there is a certification out there for that, for financial people. Okay. And as far as my background goes and how I got into this, um, long ago, over 30 years ago, I came out of college and I was a CPA with one of the big eight accounting firms back then. Then I ran an internal audit department for a few years. And then I went into business for about 20 years we had two small businesses with the person who is now my ex-husband. And when we went through our divorce, it was a financially complex divorce because we had businesses and business properties. And even though I knew the finances, I still felt that I needed help, that I needed somebody to help me take a look at things in the context of divorce, help me make good decisions And also to help me take the emotion out of things because everything becomes emotional in divorce. And I figured if I needed help and I knew the finances, then most people need that help. And I, you know, was not going to stay in a partnership with my ex-husband. I decided that, you know, this is what I wanted to do. And this has been my passion ever since. Great. That's great. I'm sure your clients truly appreciate all of your experience that you bring to the table. So typically, um, I just will go a little bit deeper on that. Typically, in any case that you're involved in, what do you find is the most common um, what is it, most common services that are used? Sure. So some of the things that I do are to help people understand their financial picture for their divorce which is both considering what's going on currently and how things are going to look in the future, how life is going to be once they sign their agreement um, and getting them settled in that. So this includes putting a list together of assets and liabilities, 
income and expenses, and then also determining whether there's any separate property. And what separate property means is um, in the context of divorce, there's what we call separate property, which is property acquired before the marriage or gifted to them during the marriage or inherited during the marriage. And so they can be taken out of, you know, what the marital piece is during when they're going through and looking to see how do I divide the assets. Um, so that's where, you know, they have to sometimes remember, did I have a 401k or a pension when I started this marriage and what might it be worth today? And anyway, sadly, if anything, if they don't have statements, it's hard to get statements that are more than 10 years old from almost any institution. In addition, um, valuing assets such as pensions, evaluating stock options and other executive compensation for people. And, you know, that gets a little bit tricky because sometimes the awards are now and into the future and, you know, what happens to them. Um, evaluating the financial and tax considerations for the division of the property. In other words, you don't want to offset, you know, somebody may want to keep the house and somebody wants to keep the retirement accounts, but they're not equal because one of them hasn't been taxed yet. So it's helping people understand that you need to look at all the facets and all of the, you know, the tax and financial implications of the assets. And then also determining the financial need of one party and or the ability to pay of the other party when it comes to spousal support. If there are children, another thing that I help to answer is how to support the children, if there are any minor children or if there's any support needed for adult children. And then also being able to run retirement projections to help them understand what may happen based on the decisions they're making today. That's great. That's a that's a long list of things and certainly uh, very thorough. And when you're doing that process is as you go through, what do you think is the most misunderstood thing that you find when you speak with clients? Yeah, great question. You know, I find that when clients, you know, whether it's a client where we advocate or we work with the couple as a neutral, when they engage us, we have to ask for a lot of documents. And sometimes it's misunderstood why all that information is needed. And, you know, people will just send screenshots or they'll send, you know, a photo of something. And really, we need all the information on the statements that we get and the information that we ask for, because there, there are pieces of every one of those documents that are, that are important to be noted, to be understood and to inform us and the clients for these financial statements that are being produced. Um, so I, I would just say that there is a lot of information that needs to be combined and compiled, and they don't always understand why. Yes, yes, I can see. I mean, especially for somebody who doesn't work in finances at all and uh, doesn't understand it. So I, I totally understand that we have the same issues in our profession. Um, so um, if you, let's see. Do you normally, are you normally part of a team of professionals in any particular divorce case? Do you, do you find that that is very common for you? And could you, if it is, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Do you mean internally or externally? 
externally so that, you know, the the attorneys, opposing attorneys, perhaps, I don't know, maybe there might be a mental health professional, that sort of thing. Sure. So um, in particular, on in collaborative divorce cases, there is a team. Mm-hmm. And the team always consists of the two clients and their two attorneys. And then what's optional is whether or not they bring in a financial neutral. So I'm always a neutral party in that. And whether or not they bring in a mental health professionals, and there could be one who is a neutral and works with both parties as a coach, or they could have two mental health professionals. So when we call it that we have a full team, there could be seven of us working together, meaning the two clients and the five professionals on the team. Okay. Um, Yeah. Good. Do you often work with maybe not all of those professionals, but maybe are you are engaged by one part? I guess you come into the financial neutral, right? So you're handling, you're trying to find equitable ways to to split assets, correct? Absolutely. You know, the good yeah. thing about the more neutral ways that I am able to work, and I also do mediation and I can co-mediate with attorneys, um, is that it really leaves the decision-making up to the clients. They're not bound by what might happen in court. They're not bound by, you know, what their friends hold them. They can make the decisions that they think are best for the family. Okay. To most things, you know, they can disregard a lot of even, you know, laws except for child support. So, you know, they could say, you know, keep all of this, you keep all of that. And maybe had they gone to court or if two attorneys were negotiating, that would not happen. Do you think that for the client, it's it's better to try to do this out of court? And I, it looks like you are. So you are litigation support. So you do often go to court, I would imagine. Uh, could you tell us about those two of those two roles? Um, I go to court very seldomly. I, I, you know, I might be hired to go to court, but most cases settle. I, I think the statistic is only 5% of cases make it to court. And if people can stay out of court, I highly recommend it. It's expensive. You're at the end of the day having a judge make the decisions for your family and for you. And the judge doesn't know you. And they're only going to rule according to law and not what may be in your best interest. Mm-hmm. And so it's just better to stay out of court if you can. Now, sometimes it's very specific situations that go to court. So in other words, you know, if we have to say, you know, this person, you know, had this amount of money in a 401k when they got married and it's 20 years later, and this is what it's worth today, it could be more of a limited case. And that's what we call a tracing. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It could be a very limited scope that we go to court to talk about. And in that case, you know, sometimes that's needed, but for a judge to, you know, have to rule on everything, it just, it just seems like, you know, hopefully people can make their own decisions, but there are times when there's a high conflict spouse that doesn't make it easy and just wants to fight. Yeah. 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 Well, it's good to hear that's a 5% or less. That's, that's, that's good. Um, Okay. And, um, you know, are you able to give us some information about one of the most gratifying cases you've ever, you know, and you've had a, a wonderful career and I don't know how much you can share, but something that you might be interested in sharing? Um, sure. 
I had a case and it was a collaborative case where it had already gone on for a, an entire year with just the two attorneys and the two clients, and they really were at a standstill and they decided to bring in the rest of the team at that point. So they brought in me as a financial neutral and they brought in two coaches. And really at that point, the clients had spent a lot of money. They were tired. They were, they had become very mistrustful of one another just because of how long the process had gone on and they didn't feel like they were making any headway. And so as a neutral, I built trust with them so they could understand I was there for both of them to make the best decisions for the family. They did have small children and, um, you know, we did get it done. It did take another year, but it got done. And they seemed to both feel like there was a better outcome than had they had to drop out of the process and go to court. And that did almost happen because they were just so frustrated. Um, so I was able to use shuttle diplomacy with them because at that point they really couldn't even be on the same Zoom call because it was just too triggering for both of them. And and we got it done and they seem to both be okay with the settlement and um, you know hopefully they're okay today. Yes, well, that that is really a great, uh, great, great case example and the value of your position when you come in because you know in my profession too it's some it's it's the financial piece that is very troubling for most people finances or the you know the real estate the real property. Um, so to hear that, you know, you are able to do that is really, really um, quite encouraging for those who are listening and wondering, you know, they just maybe can't make it past the finances. So that's that's a wonderful to hear. Um, Jamie, would you kindly tell us how our listeners could get in touch with you? Should they want to talk to you about their case or just to get more information? Sure. Um, so you can reach me by reaching out by email at Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, Blum, B-L-U-M, at argentbridge.com. And that's A-R-G-E-N-T, bridge.com. Um, you can also reach me by calling at 571-636-1990. And we do offer a complimentary 20-minute consultation if you you know, want to reach out and talk about anything and, you know, see if it, if you'd like to work with us. Thank you. Thank you. This has been an excellent interview with lots of information for our listeners. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for your sharing your valuable time today. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Ida. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.